This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everybody, it's me, Cameron, your favorite neighborhood podcaster guy and best friend. And as your best friend, I just wanted to ask you to go ahead and make sure that you have followed or subscribed to us on your favorite listening platform. And uh, you're ready for when these new episodes drop, Um, because that's something that a good friend would do. Anyways, on the last episode, uh, our guys were escorting Liam back to his community, uh, Liam and Elmer, and uh, they ran into some uh, problems. Couldn't get that community to go back to the safe haven with them. Um, They got back, and uh, then we ended the episode with, um, well, we split the party. So uh, let's get back into this, shall we? Hi, welcome back to Anarium. This is Sam, Keeper, GM, person. Uh, Anarium is a world of my creation, with various friends and loved ones throughout the years, given life by Michael Sands' Monster of the Week. Uh, It's a good system. I recommend trying it. It's great for new people. I'm surrounded now by my friends, some at a distance, but still felt in my heart as though they were here. I'm sorry, I gagged a bit. Um, So, who, who do I have with me? I'm Cameron, uh, nice guy, uh, fantasy football player, homeowner, toilet just overflowed. No, nobody cares about your life story. Oh, we awesome. want to know about your character uh, you play. <laughs> I play Bernard. <laughs> Ooh, who's that? Uh, he used to be a logger, then his family died by a gargoyle. <laughs> Cracking open a cold one for those lost. It was a Dr. Pepper. Not yet. <laughs> Don't let him fool you. <laughs> uh, my... my beautiful norwegian friend i say like he's not from norway but he is a beautiful man of norway norwegian descent yeah yeah my ancestors are from norway and denmark so makes sense um but i am uh i'm taylor i play marcellus corvinson the 1100 year old vampire warlock who uh as you heard in the previous episode really gets irritated Sometimes does not like overly religious zealots. <laughs> right. Hey, how's Colorado? Uh, Colorado is beautiful, as is my butthole. For those of you who are not on screen, why do you? Uh, why do I'm... you always have to make it weird? Don't do it, Rob. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, I'm Rob. I am uh, a player. I live in the world of the creation of my mother and father. I, uh, I, I'm trying to rip off however you introed it, but I forgot that quickly. 
I, I play Orpheus. I am playing distantly here in Colorado, and uh, Sam, Taylor, Cameron, and I have been friends for a long time, so I'm happy to be here, be part of this. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I'm Rick Stafford, and I'll be playing Corbin Graves off on a... Yeah, I'm doing my own thing. Adventure. <laughs> Adventure. What? Can we talk about the fact that Taylor's the only person who's good at introducing himself? Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, good in my own no, we way. No, cannot. Here's the here's sound clip for Marcellus last time on. You ready? Four fucking seconds! It took you four fucking seconds to piss me off again! <laughs> 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 Pretty much. I mean, that's not how it went, but that's how it went. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to say it's accurate, but I'm not going to say it's not. Last time on Anarium. <laughs> hey, we're here to save you. No. All right. Fucking <laughs> bye. Before we jump in too far, we do need to have a brief moment to ask for you to like or rate our podcast. Uh, it helps the algorithm. The more people that give us reviews, whether they be five star or three stars, it gets our name out a little bit more. It helps put us into the algorithm. And with October being around the corner, if we have a few of those rates built up, when people go, hey, I want to listen to something creepy, there's a chance that we will show up for them. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, you don't have to lie in a review. If you think we're a three-star podcast that needs a little bit of work, give us a three-star rating and say, hey, I like them. I like what they're trying to do. They just need a little bit of work. Five stars are great. Uh, uh, also putting it out there that anarium.pod at gmail.com. Um, if you guys are artists and you are interested in doing some artwork for us, shoot us an estimate for kind of like what you're thinking price range because we don't expect you to do it for free. If you want to, obviously we'll appreciate a donation. We're kind of thinking about trying to post stuff on YouTube and we thought it would be really cool to have uh, fan art up while the episode plays instead of it just being a blank screen. Yeah. Um, again, shoot us an estimate. Be like, hey, for 40 bucks, I'll do a quick sketch of everyone on the team. That's great. Shoot us your estimate and let us know, and we can work something out. Venmo, PayPal, you name it. You got it. Now, back to Anarium. When we left off, our party broke the cardinal rule of all role-playing games, and they split the fuck out of their party. <laughs> we have Corbin headed off to the library. We have Bernard and Marcellus, the two that are the closest to following that cardinal rule, separate but together. And Orpheus. At odds, but together. At odds. <laughs> Always at odds, but together. And Orpheus is out in the football field. We will open on Orpheus in the football field. Cue the sad music. And speaking We of are in the football field. What is on your mind? What are you thinking about right now? You've had, you've had a very different interaction than what you're used to so far. Yeah, uh, a little, a little uh, pissed off, a little perturbed, uh, a little. I'd say I'm a little upset that Elmer and Liam, who clearly have seen me do nothing but good for them, couldn't even speak a word. Uh, I, I, I'm meditating at, at the 50-yard line, if you will, just trying to ease my mind okay um bear in mind that you are also of a time when mob justice was unfortunately common understanding a small group of angry people of a like mind 
is um, even though two of them knew you weren't bad, that you weren't evil, that you were something terrifying to a group of already scared people, and them standing up to you and saying, like, oh, no, hey, he's fine, may have made them outcasts as well. And these are people they know. They live with them. They see them every day. Um, keep it in mind. I'm not saying it needs to change your character thought, but sort of an explanation to you why, to maybe the audience as well, why they didn't kind of jump forward. Um, yeah. Admittedly, just because everyone's doing something doesn't make it the right thing, but when it's two versus a hundred and 21 at that point um they were scared i think orpheus struggles with that because he was that lone voice in the mob because it was it was his love that they were mobbing against mm -hmm. um so that is still that internal struggle and so flashbacks because he has Ways really tried to use the pepper grinder, like, the least amount that he can. I think he has really been trying to, like, get through the world, like, as what he is and not trying to, like, cover it up all the time. So this is the first time that he has interacted with anyone and they were, like, straight up, like, burn it. <laughs> Kill it. Yeah. I mean, you guys have kind of told me, but this is the first time seeing for myself. Um uh, I don't know how well to articulate like I'm dealing with that internal turmoil of what I am, what this world is, what, what has become. Okay. All right. No, on that note, I assume you're standing in the field with your eyes closed, correct? Meditating. Sitting. Yes. Um, you feel a shoe kick your knee slightly, not angrily, but just enough to get your attention. You look up and you see Troy. Behind him are 50 members of the Amish community. Liam and Elmer are with them. Troy looks down at you and says, Hey, uh, you guys can go in. I'm, I'm going to deal with this. Elmer and Liam give you a look. A mixture of fear and some sorrow. They just left their community. Clearly a conversation happened after you left between Troy and that group, and enough of them decided to come with him. Now you're in the field. It's just you and Troy. The Amish are headed toward the school. Troy waved his hand. People at the gate saw them. They know that everything's fine. Let him in. Troy looks down at Orpheus and goes, hey, I owe up. Sit with me a moment. I'll sit down with him. This world is not the one I left behind. And I don't mean Arkham. I mean a long time ago. I'll just kind of sit stoically. I work with a lot of cursed werewolves who come in. We have a program, a place for them to go on full moons. I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell them. Up until this point, in your memory, in your existence, you were human. You're not anymore. Now you're a monster. 
and you don't know how to deal with that. I was born this way. This is the way I've always been. This is always the life I've had. Every day of my life, knowing the people that I religiously believe I was put here to protect hate me because they're afraid of me. That's part of my creation myth. That the uh, moon saw Earth and Sun's children being tortured in the darkness, picked her favorite children, and allowed us to take the shapes of men to walk amongst them and protect them. That is our creation myth, the lycanthropic creation myth. I see a lot of people come through our agency who were human once. Being a monster doesn't make you a monster. No, we don't solve our problems with stern letters and baked cookies. Yeah, some of us are violent and mean and it makes everybody afraid of us. But you can either choose to be the difference that shows people otherwise, or you can let it affect you like this. You're sitting in a field by yourself, alone. You ain't gotta be. And this isn't some weird wolf pack bullshit. You don't have to be alone. Just because they don't know you doesn't mean what they think you are is you. Bernard likes you, and fuck, you don't like anybody. I like you, but that's not really hard to do. Marcellus respects you, which I, I don't really think he respects anybody. So, I mean, there's something there. It's hard to make the shift from human to monster. It's hard to recognize you're different, even though you've been in this form, from my understanding, reading your file, roughly 300 years. You didn't have to deal with people. You were on your own. You had nature. Liam and Elmer did stand up for you after you left. They did say you helped, that things were handled badly. There was an argument. And... I started talking about how to defend the area best, what to expect. One of them said something weird about... How would God understand if we worked with demons? I told him the same thing I tell everybody whose religion is treating him like shit. God will understand. Because if he doesn't, he's not God. And you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. You're a tree monster. Yep. They're afraid of you. you can sit out here on your duff and let that ruin your day. Or you can prove them wrong. I mean, that's your pick. Troy, I like you. You say what I need to hear in a way that resonates. I have been monster longer than I have been man. And I only remember that I was man. Do not remember being a man. Yeah, I read that. The amnesia makes shit real weird. You can't even remember how you would think about things. As far as I can understand, you're as close to a gentle giant as I've ever seen. It's because you are on my good side, Troy. Yeah, well, that gug wasn't. I saw what you did to it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's stop pouting the field. Let's go back into where the humans are. There are no other kids that need saving, are there? Did they all come? As far as I know, we can check with the sheriff when we get back. 
I am going to ask you to use your pepper grinder before you go amongst some people if they're already terrified. I know it sucks. And understand that this is a uh, five-foot-tall-at-the-shoulder wolf who walks around as a human so that people don't kill him telling you it's hard not being what you are. But sometimes you have to if you want to help people. Maybe someday not. But today... Giant dog, giant tree man, are not going to be welcomed in that gym. This is all I know how to be. But I understand what you are saying. You'll I will learn. try. You'll learn. Or you'll die trying. I know that's not particularly uplifting, but it's the truth. I can only hope there is truth to what you say. Uh, stand up and head back to Gert. All right. Head back to Izzy. Yeah. As we head back, we are going to cut inside the gym. Where I imagine, I want I want Bernard, if there's coffee or any sort of station, I want him to kind of be there, like, getting, like, a cup for himself and kind of, like, but pouring some of his alcohol in it. <laughs> Just kind of looking class. around. I mean, no one's no one's watching, right? Everyone thinks I'm a hero. They can't know that I'm an alcoholic, too. Functioning alcoholic That's is right. the term. And is my sound better? Yes. I think so. Rob? Yes. Okay. I, I think you're actually speaking into the mic this time. I can't okay. see, but I assume. And I, yeah. I might have, like, because my face is close to it, I might have been, like, looking. Every once in a while, you start to look a different direction. And yeah. You forget where your mic's at. Yeah. It's all right. It happens. It all comes with. I'm in a time. weird spot in the room. <laughs> um, as our friend Bernard is is kind of loitering from behind him, he hears a familiar voice. Bernie Bear. This is a voice you know. This is a voice you hear every night in your dreams. You turn around, and it's your wife. Yeah, I, I think every every hair in his body is standing up. I think he is. She is standing roughly three feet away from you. She is not rushing you. She looks terrified. She looks similar to when you last saw her. Clothes are different. Maybe she's aged a little bit. But this is Constance. This is your wife in front of you. What do you do? I don't think he drops the cup, but I think he maybe is squeezing this cup a little bit so that a little bit is running over onto his hand. Because he he is looking at his dead wife right now who is speaking to him. And he's trying to keep his shit together. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think he's I think he's speechless at this point. I think he's just going to continue to stare at her. She takes a step closer, slowly. But Bernard, when I saw you up on stage, I didn't even believe it was you. Where, where have you been? I think he's going to say, yeah, I'm having a little trouble believing this is you as well. I've uh, been in the world of the living. 
where you haven't been. She takes another step closer. She reaches one hand out to your hand that's holding the coffee cup. And she touches that hand. Instantly it relaxes. This is a touch you know. But this is something that's familiar. Something that you used to feel every night before you left the house every day. Not every night, but every night before you went to bed. This is a, a calming, reassuring touch. And though you're apprehensive, this feels like Constance standing in front of you. She looks you in the eye. And she says, I don't know why I'm here. I woke up in this town and there were other survivors. They took me in. Do, do you know where our sons are? I think when she says that, he's going to pull away. You know exactly where they are. You pulled away from her in that moment. She seems hurt by this gesture. Her hands come back up. They're now clutched at her chest. She kind of starts to tear up. Where are our boys? I think Bernard is tearing up at this point, too. And he just he doesn't. This is too much for this functioning alcoholic to deal with. Um, I think he wants to reach for her arm and bring her out of this room, bring her to somewhere more private to speak with her. Again, not if she pulls away, like he's not just going to drag her, but I mean, you're her husband. She's going to follow you. Yeah. I think he's like, I think he's, I think he's just going to say like, come with me and grab her. And again, like not trying to make it look like a prisoner, but like two people. I mean, it's a, a tense situation. Yeah. Everyone's kind of been there where it's more of a, Hey, let's, let's get out of here. And, yeah. All right. So we'll say you are now standing, uh, by outside some of the set of doors in a school hallway, the terrible checkerboard pattern, lockers, one or two trophy cases on the walls. It is lit. Lights are on. Generators are still running. What happens now? I think he's just kind of like running his hands through his hair, trying to think. And he's just like, you, he's going to point. He's like, you are dead. Our sons, our sons are dead. I watched you die. On the Our Sons Are Dead, she has a reaction. She pulls back in horror. Tears start to flow freely. What do you mean they're dead? What happened? I mean, I took you to church, and you were murdered in front of my eyes. It's why I'm here. It's why I do what I do. You were killed by a fucking monster. That's why I fucking hunt monsters now. You're fucking dead. You're dead. You shouldn't be here. Why are you here? I don't know. I remember church. I remember the service. And I woke up here. I think he just wants to point. He's like, you, you stay away from me. I don't know what you are. But I know my wife. I know my wife, Connie. And I know she died. 
because I felt her blood cool on my hands. Then I watched her eyes go blank. You're not my wife. And he's going to leave. Okay. Marcellus, what are you up to? Uh, I kind of think I'm just kind of like mingling with the people in the gym. Just kind of trying to reassure them a little bit here and there. Just going up to as many people as I can. Just saying, hey, yeah, we have a plan. We're trying to get everybody out, et cetera, et cetera. Don't be too worried. We're getting everybody out soon. Just things like that. How aware of the room are you? Are you focusing on the people you're talking to and giving them time, or is it more of a quick pass-through? I feel like it's probably a quick pass-through, and the fact that Marcellus is still like calming down from the whole thing, and he's always on alert. So he's probably keeping everything in his senses. So it would not be out of the norm for you to notice Bernard coming back into the gym clearly emotionally distraught and then seeing a woman slowly walk back into the gym behind him also crying I feel like that's definitely feasible okay what do you do uh I'm gonna walk up to Bernard and go uh what's going on Bernard kind of not dismiss it, but he's looking around. He's looking past. He's like, where's Boyd? I need to talk to Boyd. What? Bernard, calm down. What's going on? You've been around this kind of thing before, right? Define this kind of thing. Emergency situations? Like these, middle school gyms? What? These these kind of events. These this, these fucking rare things that are happening. You've, you've been here for one of these, right? Kinda, sorta. Did, uh, similar situations, I guess. Did dead people come back to life? Thing. Did dead people just show uh, up? Technically, yes. I'm... Kind of proof of that. I think he's still just kind of looking around. He's just like. Bernard, look at me. What is going on? I just saw my wife. Man. And she doesn't. The lady standing behind you? She's a distance off, but she does have her eyes glued to you as she cries. He's like, I don't know. She was. I left. There's no way that's my wife. Right? She died. I, I watched her. I was there. She's dead. Well, we are in the dreamlands. It's not outside of the realm of possibility. I think he's going to kind of maybe. Welcome, Sam. I was just sitting there. I'm like, I just, I want to remind him that you guys are in the dreamlands, but it's just too on the nose. Well, yeah. I knew. I already knew. So as soon as he's struggling, be like, yes, somebody reminded him you're in the dreamlands. Yeah. I I think Bernard was just like confronted with something that he is not gone crazy yeah, yeah like he he has lived the last 20 so years of his life have been avenging the death of yeah. his dead wife and now <laughs> she's here yeah. so he is he's very much so struggling. I, yeah i'm just gonna tell him bernard we're we're in the dreamlands so she could be here in the dreamlands with you absolutely 
seem real, feel real, look real. But once we leave the Dreamlands, no, she will not be there anymore. Tear that ass up one more time, Bernard. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Necrophiliac much? Don't do it. You're going to edit it out this, if you do. Let's make this role play go weird. <laughs> uh, I am not playing your wife <laughs> yeah, our in that situation. <laughs> um, I think hearing that like you might think that hearing that his wife in some way, shape, or form like could be something that he could he could actually go speak with her would be comforting, but I think it's he's just experiencing some 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 real cognitive dissonance. Like he is not prepared to deal this is not this shouldn't be happening. As much as he's seen and dealt with, this is not something that he ever viewed as a possibility. Yeah, so okay, question. Bernard being as much of a, uh, uh, how do I want to put it, a Lovecraftian nut as he is, would he understand the Dreamlands? Yeah, I think he would. Um, okay, but he would. He would. He would have knowledge of it. I. I just think, like I yeah. said, at this point, he always thought that was fiction. Right. And but. Um, you work for a werewolf now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think he's just gonna—he's just gonna kind of put his hands up. So he's just like, all right, so so that that over there, that that could be my Constance, my Connie. Ab- or, yeah, or- absolutely, dude. We're in the Dreamlands. You know Lovecraft. It it makes total sense. She could be here. Yes, absolutely. You could go talk to her, hold her hand, hug her, kiss her, whatever you want to do. Say your goodbyes before we leave. Get some closure. I think he's. Just I never like, got that opportunity. He's just gonna like close his eyes and like look up to the sky. He's like, God. Well, smack my ass and call me Danny Glover. I'm getting too old for I this. I am shit. not doing that, Bernard. <laughs> getting too old for this shit. What? Welcome to my world. <laughs> Talk to me in a thousand years. I think he's gonna kind of like. Jiggle his flask and be like, that. "Where do you, like, where do you think the principal's office is? I guarantee he's got something strong in there." Dude, I'm sure there's a liquor store somewhere around here. I don't have time. He's just gonna walk. He's just gonna like wave him off and just kind of walk away. He's he's gonna kind of drink his flask a little bit, and I think what he's trying to do is build up some courage to maybe yeah. go back over to her. Um, Bernard the, just gonna. Or uh, Marcellus is just going to slap his forehead like, <laughs> I need to get out of this realm. Yeah, more booze. That'll solve the problem. Yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah that's my chance to give. Let, let, let's see what everybody else is doing. When you were like, I'm, I'm, where's the principal's office? I thought you were going to say he's got a big desk. Oh, no. <laughs> that's what I thought he was going to I was a little worried you were going go. super adult on it, too. And I wanted yeah. to say, mm-hmm. like, nothing gets a girl going, like, being really confused, hearing that her children are dead, and then being told that she's not who she is. <laughs> nothing gets a woman going, like, yeah. existential it's a, crisis. It's an elder <laughs> kill it. Um, yeah, no, I was just looking for some Jack Daniels. Meanwhile. Odd. I, I seriously <laughs> considered telling him it's probably an elder tour. 
<laughs> but I didn't. An odd aside, but something I feel like we need to grab a hold of while we're here in this moment. Marcella said he never got to. Yep. Who did he lose? Like I, Everyone. I mean, one. Like I know your backstory. Like I've read it. I've reread it to make sure I remember everything. But in that moment when he he is literally saying this is your chance. Yeah. Who was he thinking about? His parents, his brother all over a thousand years ago, but he never got to say goodbye to them. His father died in battle as is Scandinavian custom back in those days going a Viking and um it's he was an actual Viking and so was Marcellus. Most people mistake all Scandinavians, Norwegians, uh, Danish, etc. for Vikings, which all Viking meant was raider. Going a Viking was going on a raid. And so they were just called Vikings because they were raiders. Um, but only the only the people who went raiding were actual Vikings. The rest of them were just Northmen. So, uh, but yeah, his his father was a Viking. He was a Viking. His brother was a Viking. They died in battle, and he was turned. So, okay, we will we will close this scene, and we will head to a <laughs> local street. Where a large, muscular... Of course Corbin's on a street corner. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, like, cut to, like, sad, sad, sad. And then it's a knight with a sword and a vampire, like, skipping along, having a time. Off to adventure! You are are following your street signs. You haven't really seen anybody. The town's deserted, but now that the... The sun, for lack of a better term, has risen to a reasonable height. Uh, it's not pitch black outside anymore. You are headed to the library, and uh, what 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 are you what are you about right now? Uh, recovering from like very rude Amish people. Just they like, weren't rude. Yeah. They were scared. Rude. All right. <laughs> Okay, all right. Jacob was rude. Uh, Good friend. What is on thou mind? I can tell your heart is not in this. Oh, no, it's 100% in this. That's, his, seem, that's his coping mechanism. You like, seem distracted. I was sad, but now I'm being... Don't goofy. tell me. Tell Galland. We're going to go to the library. We're going to find out whatever wicked tome this transference happened from pokes his head a bunch kind of takes a weird moment to like lean in a little bit dost thou need to talk about it dost thou need to speak on it we can be men and share our feelings i am told that is what we do now (laughs) corbin stops and gets real serious and puts a hand on his shoulder and goes what do you need to talk about? How have you been? I am from another realm of the olden days when men were men 
We fought battles and war and armor. And now I must learn what a TikTok is. I am not pleased. Social media is a burden, possibly a demon, put on the screens of many men. Right now, we're all from another realm. Yes, but where I came from, we did not have indoor plumbing, which surprises me that it took so long to be made. Right, right. If, if I ever end up time traveling and I end up somewhere without a toilet, I'm done. <laughs> That is a sad truth, my friend. <laughs> that is sad truth. Dost thou bowels leak uncontrollably? <clears throat> Why is toilet so important to your survival? Is it a vampire thing? I just, I don't like squatting. Going against a tree? Not for me. That's a, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> Going against... <laughs> when that tree shits in the woods, I'm shitting on it. That's, that's a t-shirt. All right, so you guys get to the library. Um, front doors are unlocked. You go in. What exactly are you? Wow. I bumped a... a <clears throat> Everything. You, you can uncoil that cord. It'll... It's all right. It's, it's just enough, and I'm getting handsy with the air around me to make gestures that no one's ever going to see with you guys. So you get to the library, and the, the doors are unlocked. What are you looking for? Like, what's your, your guiding? You have a sword-wielding meathead, admittedly with a good heart, but libraries aren't really his shtick. That's fine. I just wanted someone to, like, be there. Um, standard uh, Corbin's thought process is, it was mentioned earlier, but he wasn't there for it, but it was going through his head. as like, some kid probably read something he shouldn't, and then the whole town got sucked somewhere. I've done that 49 times. It's hit number 50. So it's standard, like, what, like, second year of agent training? You, you hear the, Here are the signs that a Necronomicon has been found and read out loud from, because people are stupid. And they can't read to themselves in their heads sometimes. Even moving your lips counts. Even moving your lips counts. So just looking for th those clues. Okay, uh, roll to investigate a mystery. Yeah. Let's see how well you figure this out as you go. Oh, good. Eleven. All right, so... What are the best way I can do this, because um, you would get two questions with the 10 plus. Um, we can go with, hey, where can I find a book I'm looking for? So I would say most likely if they have a tome or Necronomicon, you are looking not in the history section or the small child section. You are looking for a reserved book, historical section with things there that are from the town's history. Um, you would kind of go to that region. Do you check, like, the card region where it's like, hey, this is where you can find this. This is the number of the Dewey Decimal System that this book would sit. Or do you just look for the history section? Uh, do they have, like, computers that are on? Is the power on? There is no power here. That is only in the building due to generators. Yep, time to go. Old school, look at the card catalog. Does the library have one of those? I know it's probably not huge, like books. one of those like storage. Yep, it's it yep. has the multiple the receptacle where it's got like nine drawers. 
Uh, you kind of start hunting through it. Um, you do eventually come across a card that says uh, the history of Terra Nebraska. That's a good one. Um, there is something called the Necra Yamakon, which is probably a cookbook, but you know, catches your interest. Uh, as you are searching through the cards, Galand is behind you, just swinging a sword around in the open region, like practicing for a fight that's just bound to happen. Corbin, Corbin is a little upset about it, but not because he's annoyed, because he wishes he also had a sword, and he's jealous that he doesn't get to be the guy in the background being just like, blah, blah, ha. Right. That's usually his deal. You have a second question with that investigation. Um, what is what is something to kind of hunt for, or even if it's, can hey, can I figure there, out where to is go? Is there any, like, signage like, oh, coming to town, the ancient books... From Babylonian era, so, anything So you mean a giant sign that says exactly yeah. what you're looking for sits right here? Anything, because you're not going to have, like, a giant Given book. the name of the book you're looking for, there is a local history section. When you go there, there is an old book in one of the cases. Mm. There you go. Grabbing that. You're going to break the case to get into it? I mean, is it locked, locked? Yeah, it's locked. I don't want people touching it. I'm gonna break, gummy hams. I'm going to break the lock, not the case. It's probably a nice case. All right. You get the book out. Uh, as you flip through it, you find not what you're looking for, but that the original founders of Terra Nebraska um, were eventually ran out of town. Uh-huh. That they attempted to figure something out here, they established the town, and when they had a decent population for reasons that are not known to history because it wasn't written down or chosen to not be written down, uh, the, the people who founded the town, which was a group of four or five men, um, were ran out of town and told not to come back, which they never did. Uh, the possibility that they're all dead and it was, oh, we ran them out is pretty strong. But you can't tell that based on the book, which has kind of glossed over some of the darker aspects of that history. That is such a weird thing that happened in America. Like, they never do that. They never just kind of... I know. I mean, I'm asking you guys to do, like, the big imaginary make-believe here, but... Uh, okay. An American textbook would never just kind of gloss over the bad oh, stuff. Oh, no. Never. Never no. once. <laughs> but the bad people went away and everyone was happy and everything is great now. <laughs> um, okay, so bringing bringing back an old joke: Is there a National Geographic, the founders of Terra Nebraska, dicks? Question mark. I would like you to roll. This one's kind of strange because it's hard to figure out how you would do it. I would say investigate a mystery is probably the closest thing that I can do. You're not going to get to ask me questions. It just kind of decides if you pick up on something. Mm-hmm. It's the best I can do. We don't really have perception checks. Six. Yep, nope. You're good. Okay. Is that experience? <laughs> That's experience, right? That is experience. Awesome. Uh, no, you're solid. You're you're just chilling. You read your book. And this is kind of all you found here. Mm. Is there anywhere else you want to stop before Let's you check head out the- that Necker Yamakon? <laughs> gotcha. Oh <laughs> uh, nope, cookbook. Alright, cool. <laughs> we will are you gonna head back to the school or you have somewhere else to go? Next is the graveyard. Okay. Graveyard. As you head off to the graveyard, we will cut back to the school. Uh, Orpheus, you and Troy have entered the building. Uh, presumably, you have used your pepper grinder. Uh, what? Yes. Uh, what is your intent at this point? Where are you going to go? Who are you going to see? 
what what is your itinerary for the time i guess i would go up to are liam and elmer still kind of hanging out yep uh the amish community hasn't quite dispersed they've kind of found their own little corner but they are like sitting on the cots they are about i mean people have walked up to them clearly offered them blankets and a place to be some of the more elderly people have been given cots but some of the younger folks are just sort of loitering this is all very strange for them this is new they've never really been here before i'll, I'll walk up to liam and elmer and uh i thank you for making the tough decision do your people need anything were there any young left behind? Liam recognizes you. Elmer does not. Liam saw you before you entered the cornfield and you shifted shape. Elmer has no idea who you are. But Liam instantly greets you with a smile and he goes, uh, A lot of families chose to choose to stay. There were kids there, but I just, I mean, we can't convince everyone to come with us and. To be fair, this this is all kind of new to us. I mean, to everyone here. Hopefully. I thank you for putting your trust in me. I will try to get you out of this place if it costs me my own life. William looks at you and with more intent than one would see in the few words he's about to say, the best he can do is, I'm sorry. And then he goes back to where the other people of his group are. Elmer is completely confused and has no idea what's happened just now. But he's an old dude, wearing his coat, his hat, holding a shotgun in a gym to Troy why is he sorry what am I not seeing alright all right, come, come over here come over here for a minute come on we can take a step aside he recognizes that he kind of left you out to dry back there and he's sorry he did that. He's apologizing for the position he put you in. He is here now. Where are Marcellus and Bernard? Uh, we look around the room. And uh, presumably we find Marcellus. Uh, we would head that way. Uh, yeah. As Troy approaches... He looks at Marcellus and he says, something smells really bad in here. And I can't tell if it's the people or something else. It smells like burnt bacon. What happened? Um, that's probably uh, Bernard's synapses going crazy. <laughs> um, he, he, his, he just saw his wife. And she touched him. And it freaked him out. Uh, I'm assuming it's only because we're in the dreamlands that she is able to be 
corporeal. And that as soon as we leave, she will not be. I mean, it's an option. Um, it was the first thing that came to my mind that I could tell him to calm him down. Because he was about to go ballistic. No, it's, that tracks. Um, all right, that's that's concerning. I'll be back. Yeah. And he walks okay. out of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see you, man. Okay. <laughs> I'll be here. Orpheus, you are now with Marcellus. Is there a conversation you two need to have? I'm sure you saw Liam and half of them have joined us. I did, yes. Uh, glad Troy was at least able to convince some of them. Do you think in this form there's anything I can do to bring the others? The innocent? Probably not. I feel like that if... I feel like the people that are here are the only ones that are going to show up. I feel like the rest of them are too... caught up in their religion to uh, break their faith and leave their protection. I suspect we have much more work to do here. Unfortunately, yes, we. And then I'm going to kind of look around and kind of pull them off to the side a little away from the people. Be like, We need to figure out how to get a portal open long enough to get out of here as soon as possible. Marcellus. I have only known you to do this portal. I can hold anyone off. But this is your problem to deal with, keep, my friend. Keep that to yourself, please. Technically speaking, I'm not supposed to be able to do magic. So do not inform anyone of that, please. There is a commotion up by the doorway into the gym. You see a red-haired woman holding a knife that is sticking into Troy's side. And she starts to scream. This is how it has to be. This is how it has to go. This is what it is. If we do anything different, it'll be bad. It's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. Oh, Marcellus is preternatural speed right over there and grabbing her. Well, mind you, you have a room with a few hundred I witnesses. Don't give a shit right now. Okay. What do you do? How do you handle that? Do you go for her or do you go for Troy? I'm going to... I'm going to... Like, is she... Has she stabbed him or does she just have it? No, she at... stabbed it in and left it. And then she took a step back and tried to address the crowd. I'm going to tackle her and handcuff her. All right. Orpheus, what do you do? Nothing. I'm, I fuck off. I'm done. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let that fucker yeah. die. <laughs> we didn't bond that much. We didn't bond that much. <laughs> Create oh. a new character, Sam. Oh man. 
definitely going to make uh, an appearance or make my way to Troy with haste, post haste to Troy. Um, not going to pull out the knife, but I'm going to start talking to him, seeing where his mind is at. Uh, Bernard is, like I said, I, I think Bernard is really coming through like offices of, so he, he's not there. He, he's in a pr- principal's office. He's in a Roll to investigate a mystery. Okay. Let's just see if you can find some booze. Yeah, I, I'm I'm picturing him like feet up on a desk, drinking directly from a bottle, singing. Danny so that's Boy. an eight, and what would it be? Sharp. So an eight. An eight plus zero. So um, not in the principal's office, but there is like a ninety percent chance you're gonna find some of the teachers' lounge. You should probably head there next. Cool. All right, that's where he's going. Okay. <laughs> Corbin and Galand are headed to the cemetery. Did you find what you were looking for, good friend? Nope. Let's try the graveyard. What will be there but foes already vanquished? Just a shrug. Like, I don't know. Are That's what sure we're going to go. Is the best a shrubbery. Are you sure <laughs> this is the best use of our Neat. time? No, not at all. But, I find myself but, concerned with your guidance. There might be spooky skeletons to fight. We are hunting for trouble. You had me at spooky. <laughs> Let us go to the graveyard. Yeah, he's just going Diablo now. He's just trying to level up. Just let's just hit the lower level dungeons. <laughs> um, all right. We will cut back to the gymnasium. Troy looks up at Orpheus and says, "I need you to take me to another room." I need you to do it right now, please. You need to pick me up and you need to carry me away from this place. You need to get me away from other people. Whatever she just stabbed me with had silver in it. That's uh, not... I. You're going to have to do some surgery. Can you handle that? I, I'll ask him, do we need to be in another room or yeah, do we need yeah, to be isolated? Where human, isolated. Some place where humans aren't going to see. Because what you're going to do is going to be real fucking weird and they're not going to get it. Surgery. I am going to try to transport with him in my arms to that nearest body of water I can sense. Are you going to walk out of the room first? No, just walk him out Walk him out into Gertrude. She's right outside the door. I feel like that would make more sense because there's medical supplies inside of the, inside of the APV. Yeah. No uh, swords. Would you... Are you saying this in character? Did you hear this? What? Um, I wasn't, but I can. It would make sense. Because I assume I could hear him say, I need you to get me out of here. And there was silver in it. Then I'll just, yeah, I'll just say to uh, Orpheus, like, hey, get him into Gertrude immediately. We are, we are in Gertrude. Troy has been stabbed. The knife is still on his side. He looks at you and says, hey, do you know anything about... Sp- do you know anything about surgery? Troy, what I do remember was a much more rudimentary time. Nope, it's good. Hack and slash is kind of what we need right now. Okay. Alright, so it kind of feels like the tip of the thing she stabbed me with is kind of in the lung right now. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm <clears throat> I'm a lycanthrope, and silver causes damage that has to heal slowly like normal. So this is actually a trauma situation. All right. All right, you need to get a clean scalpel. 
Absolutely. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is what you're going to see. You're going to pull that knife out. And I'm going to start bleeding like a stuck pig. Because she hit me in a few places. Around the edges of the wounds, you're going to see what kind of looks like burnt bits. It's an allergic reaction to the silver in the knife. I'm going to need you to cut away all the bits that are allergically reacting to the silver. The scalpel you're using, God willing, is going to be made out of stainless steel. And so... You're going to cut away that, and then my natural healing ability is going to take over. But you're going to have to kind of pry me open a little bit to make sure you get to my lung. Do you understand what I'm asking you to do? It would be done, Troy. Keep that confidence. That's good confidence. I like that. Good. I like Okay. So you're going to pull it out, and you're going to have to work real fast. Uh, there should be... There should be a syringe, something that, water. You're going to need to clean out the wound as you work. There's going to be a fuckload of blood. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. Get it. Get it now. Go. Go get something to flush the wound. As serious and as tense as this is, like, I can't help but think that, like, Obviously, it will never be a, a werewolf that's stabbed, but I fucking hope I am never put in a situation where I had to perform yeah. some sort of emergency surgery. Like, do you know anything about surgery? I'm like, oh, fuck no, man. I don't want to do surgery. No, no. <laughs> you got to cut me open, man. Like, oh, oh, no, you don't want me to do that, dude. I can't eat spaghetti without getting it all over myself. I can't cut you open. <laughs> I'm a uh, child. I, I'm going to do a quick pass through Gertrude if there's any uh, purified water, any saline solution, yep, saline solution. alcohol. Uh, there is some alcohol. I wouldn't start with that, but yeah, that works. Um, his healing factor can take over. The silver prevents the healing factor from working. And anything that he can bite down on, and if there's not like a piece of leather, I am gonna grow a vine okay. and, and drape it across his mouth. Okay. Grow up from your groin. Don't, don't be like that. Just, just think of that. Like, <laughs> slap, just slap you guys are horrible. Uh, does anybody follow Orpheus into Gertrude? All right. Orf okay, so we have Orpheus and Marcellus are standing over me. Marcellus, how much of that did you hear? After you arrested Hold her, on. what? what? He just leaves her? What are you doing no, with her? No, I, 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 was, I... That was my next question. What I did you do? I arrested her and was going to hand her off to Agent Boyd outside. Say, hey... She just stabbed Agent Walsh. I gotta go help him. Alright, so you show up a little bit later, so you got some of the explanation of what needs to happen next. Yeah. Well, I mean, assuming I would know what Silver does to a werewolf. You would. You're um, old enough. Not dissimilar to what it does to you. Basically. Right. Yeah. It, it. Um, yeah. So, but my question for you real quick is... Is that considered, like, a poison or a disease to him? Um, technically, in game standards, it is. He takes extra damage when are hurt, hurt by it. For Thor, Thor, Jesus, whoa. For lore and mythology purposes, like it said, it's almost like an allergic reaction directly into the wound where the silver touches. 
Uh, it's okay. not permanent. He's not going to be like sick forever. It's almost like a burn against the areas that it cuts through. Um, if that is that damaged tissue is removed, his body will heal itself back up after. But it right. it's almost like it's cauterizing the wound as it goes through. Okay. Mm. Okay, so I have you two standing over Troy, sitting in Gertrude, lying in Gertrude, where the map used to be. Um, all right, it's time for you guys to perform surgery. Can I uh, use some magic while I'm doing this surgery to help things along? You can, if you want to. What do you want to do? Yes. Uh, <sighs> Um, Those were not words. Because I, I know with it. magic, I can heal harm from an injury, cure a disease, neutralize a poison. Um, that's kind of where my question went. But it mainly just be like helping heal faster. If you want to give me a weird roll. And we mainly will... just to staunch the bleeding. Yes, I was just thinking like almost freeze time in the wound. So he doesn't yeah. have as much flowing out at him when he pulls that. Exactly. Knife out. Nine. All right. So the oh, spell. Oh, wait. Ten. Oh, I see. All right. That 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 changes things. Uh, it works. Um, you do the hand wave. What color is your magic? Uh, red. A, almost like a red glow. And then you look up at Orpheus. And give him the nod. All right, Orpheus. You gonna rip that knife out? Deep breath, and I'm going to try to carefully rip it out uh, in such a manner that doesn't cause more damage, but quickly at the same time. I, okay. I don't want to tussle it. I just want a good, clean, upward okay. pull. Uh, you pull it out. It's actually a crisp blade, which is the, the wavy knife blade. It um, it's got a lot of weird symbols on it. That you guys, in, in the moment, not exactly thinking about. But, mental yeah. note for later. Alright, bud, you start cutting. I'm going to need you to act under pressure. That is a cool roll. Oh, fuck. I think yours is better than mine, so that's probably good. Not the best time to get XP, though. What'd you get? Four. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> All right, so we will say in that moment, that, that traumatic minute where you pull that knife out and that wound is just staring back at you, you kind of have a little panic attack. You do get your experience. Marcella, seeing that Orpheus has frozen up in this moment, I assume you'll step up. Oh, yeah. I need you to make me an act under pressure roll. Seven. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is going to take some time, but you will perform this surgery well enough that he will be okay. He is going to be out of it for a bit. You're going to miss yep. some of the wounds, so he's not going to be 100% for the rest of the mission, but it is something he will eventually heal from. Thank you for not killing my character. <laughs> well, Dude, yeah, I'm rolling shit. You're I... having a rough night tonight, but hey, you might level up. That's a thing. I um, highly doubt it. 
you stick the scalpel in and you can feel the flesh cutting away and then unfortunately in the heat of that moment you've got to reach in and grab that tissue with your hands and ripping it out blood's not something new to you this is not something that's going to tempt you though uh, it is a well-known fact. Vampires really can't feed on lycanthropes or cursed werewolves. Um, they would have a very similar reaction to feeding on the eldritch. Um, werewolves, lycanthropes specifically, have been created to more or less protect humanity from vampires and other things that go bump in right. the night. We're not a food source for you. Um, well, plus plus the fact that... It smells like, like wet dog? Early, earlier, yeah, well, yeah, there's that, but... Earlier in the episodes, um, Marcellus had brought to the attention that he had long since needed his, uh, or long since surpassed his need to feed consistently. Like it's not so tempting you in any way. Yeah, it's not a tempting thing. You are, it's, it's more of a concern for his friend. You are taking huge chunks of flesh. You. This is not... You are used to putting axes in people and making sure they stay there. Figuring out how to cut precisely in this manner is very new to you. Right. And I assume I'm just going to be holding this fucking chest cavity open. Yes. You can use your hands to kind of help keep the wound separated. You guys managed to cut everything out. Uh, Even as you are cutting things at the bottom, you are seeing things knit back together. The situation of the wound you do miss some that's okay you eventually cut the skin around the top and everything knits back together troy lying there looks at you and goes hey really i really appreciate you saving my life but i'm gonna pass out now you go ahead we got it man All right, everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode of Anarium. Uh, just want to thank you all again for listening and sticking with us. This arc um, has been a lot of fun to make, and we've had a great time with Rick uh, as a guest, and I know that he will be back in the future. And I just want to take this time to um, remind you once more to please, before you go, before you leave us uh, for this week, uh, go ahead and just make sure you are subscribed. And if you haven't left a little review of the show on the podcast uh, thing that you listen to us on, be it iTunes or Spotify or whatever, um, please do so. We know that we've only gotten to where we are, which is, I mean, we're creeping close to our first thousand downloads, which I'm very proud of. We've only gotten to that point because it's mostly people just telling their friends. But uh, one of the biggest ways we can get more listeners and more agents uh, is... um, you telling people on the internet, strangers on the internet, how much you enjoy the show. So uh, leave that review and help us out. I think that's pretty much it for now, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Not next week. Two weeks. Bye.